The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get text by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation wake up, stop complaining about things being as they are and start making adjustments to things as they are. This is also known as accurate thinking. He's exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Are you tired of risking your health with every sip of water that you take? And you are doing that if you're drinking tap water or plastic bottle water. So don't worry about any of that anymore because we got the perfect solution for you. Introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate water filter that guarantees you clean, filtered water every single time. Gone are the days of worrying about contaminants in your tap water because AquaTrue has your back. With its advanced filtration technology, it removes 99% of over a thousand contaminants. We're talking lead, mercury, even microplastics. Not only does AquaTrue keep you hydrated, but it also ensures that you stay healthy. Why drink water that could potentially harm your body when you can have peace of mind knowing that every drop you consume is pure and clean? So this fantastic feature that AquaTrue has is its sleek and compact design. Unlike those bulky and unattractive water filters, AquaTrue fits perfectly in any kitchen, saving you precious countertop space. So who says staying healthy can't be stylish? But hold on, let's address one more thing if we had to dig deep. Some users have noted that AquaTrue requires periodic filter replacements. But honestly, is that really a big deal when you consider the multitude of benefits it provides? I don't think so. So why wait? Take control of your water quality today and experience the wonders of AquaTrue. 
Not only will you be sipping on refreshing and clean water, but you'll also be safeguarding your health and the health of your family with every glorious gulp. Don't miss out on this life-changing opportunity. Order your AquaTrue now at workonyourgame.com slash AT for AquaTrue. Workonyourgame.com slash AT and drink confidently. AquaTrue cannot prevent you from becoming the superhero you've always dreamed of being, but it can keep your water superhero level clean. Again, that's workonyourgame.com slash AT. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is systems that suck and what to do about them. Before I get into this, you'll know what that means in a moment. First, let me remind everybody, I send out a text message every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point. I call it the daily motivation. I send one out every week, does the same thing. I call that one the Monday motivation. You can get those messages by being a part of my text community. It is free to join the community. All you got to do is text me at my number 305-384-6894. It is free to do that. Once you text, we'll tell you what your options are for how often you want to hear from us, if you want to hear from us, et cetera, et cetera. Just text me at that number is down below in the description. Second, work on your game university. That's the only place that I work with anybody directly. If you would like to have me as your coach, it is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are a top 2% performer or you want to be one and you want to get maybe even into that top 1%, go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. If you know that one of your current challenges is based around mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability, Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are a regular listener to this show, and you know I'm the type of person who will keep it real with you, no fluff, no BS, and be honest and direct with you about what you need and how it needs to be done so you can get to where you want to get to and stop watching time go by in your life. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are not quite sure where you're at, where you're going, or what you want. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's the only place I work with anybody, and that's how we make it happen. Again, do I need to say it again? Let me say it one more time. Work on your game, university.com. All that out the way. Let's get into this topic, which is systems that suck and what to do about them. Now, I got to give a shout out to X, also known as Twitter. For those of you who don't follow uh, social media stuff, congratulations if you're one of those people. X is the only application on which I engage in other people's material through comment. I will respond to my own comments on social media. You comment on something that I post, I'll engage with you, but I never engage on other people's posts by leaving comments on their shit. I don't comment on anybody else's stuff on social. The only place I do it is on X because X is like the town square of the internet where people come around to comment on stuff that's happening, talk about current events, talk about ideas and go back and forth and exchange ideas, uh, banter, argue, challenge each other, question each other, etc. That's what X is for. And I am an active participant. It's the only application in which I do this. So on X, this topic was sourced. So I got to shout out to X because this topic exists because of a conversation I was having on that application. and. I was conversing with some people who I do not know, which is what Town Square is about, conversing with people who you don't know. And we were talking about how certain systems suck. A certain systems are just not operating the way that they're supposed to. When I say systems, I mean like governmental systems and things like that. And I've done episodes on this show where we have actually talked about these systems and how these systems don't work the way they want to. Now, we talked about systems on a personal level, but I've also talked about systems in the, for example, I talked about the medical system, the garbage that is the American medical system in episode 2338. And it is garbage. By the way, if you happen to work there, it's not a diss to you personally. 
I also dissed the American educational system back in episode 199. And today I'm going to diss of several systems today. And I'll explain to you why I'm doing this. The angle upon which we were discussing this conversation, me and these random people who I do not know on X, was they were saying that they had the right to, quote, hold these systems accountable, close quote. That's what they kept saying. Well, we have the right to hold these systems accountable because they're not doing what they want to do. We agreed that the systems were trash. They thought it was trash. I think it's trash. They were saying, well, we had a right to hold these systems accountable because that's what they were talking about, holding them accountable, whatever the hell that means. It doesn't really mean anything. We'll get into that. My angle, conversely, was that holding systems accountable, as they like to say, does not achieve anything. And all it does is make you feel high and mighty and serve your ego because you can get on an app and talk shit about a system not doing what it's supposed to do. But what does that actually achieve? And they, I don't know who these people are, but I promise you they ain't athletes because in the athletic world, it is ingrained in you that we are in a performance and a results-based business, not just a talk shit and blow smoke-based business, which is what these people are doing. Let off steam-based business was what they were doing. And I told them holding a system accountable, whatever you think that means, holding something accountable means something actually changes. You see, that's what holding things accountable means. You see, if I'm your coach, if you come to work on your game university and I'm your coach and you're not doing something you're supposed to do, it is my responsibility to hold you accountable to do what you're supposed to do so that the change actually occurs. Because if I don't hold you accountable, then what's the purpose of me being your coach? You could have held, not held yourself accountable by yourself. You see, so the purpose of holding something accountable means a change must result of that accountability. If no change is occurring, then you're not holding anything accountable. So these people saying, well, I'm holding the educational system accountable by talking shit about it on the internet. No, you're not. You're not doing anything. All you're doing is making yourself feel good and serving your ego by talking shit, but you're not actually achieving anything, which is I didn't say that in so many words. I saved that for this right here, because, again, why waste these great perspectives that I have on just that one know nothing individual when I can share with people who know something like my audience? And again, my angle was you're not achieving anything. And instead, you need to take matters into your own hand. And we ended the conversation on that note because this person who I was conversing with saw that they were not convincing me of anything, nor was I doing so for them, wasn't going anywhere. So today I'm going to make the points that that person did not want to hear, but that you need to hear and that you need to embrace. And this can apply to any system that is not working the way that you think it should be working, even if you have some great ideas for the system, but the system's simply not listening. I'm going to tell you what to do. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is systems that suck and what to do about them. Number one, let's talk about the educational system. And I'm talking about in the United States of America. Education system in the United States of America is complete garbage. It sucks. It is complete garbage. It is a complete scam and it is wholly ineffective. All three. The reason that the educational system in America stays intact, any of you wants to know, because many of you probably agreed the educational system sucks, even if you work in it or you know people who work in it. I know people who work in it. I went through it. I'm a product of that system and I still think it's trash. I turned out pretty good, but I still think the system's trash. The reason that the system stays intact is because the teachers' union, which is the entity that represents all the teachers who work in most public schools in the United States. I think if you work in a public school in America, you have to be a member of the teachers union. I think you don't have a choice. And somebody can check me on that, but I'm pretty sure you don't have a choice. The teachers union is a very powerful lobby that pays whatever party is in power in order to maintain their stranglehold over the educational system. When I say they, I mean the union itself. I don't mean teachers individually, like your math teacher in 12th grade. I'm talking about the union itself has a stranglehold over the system and they lobby, i.e. they pay a whole lot of money to people in the government in order to have sway and to have influence over how laws are made or not made regarding the educational system. This is the reason why the educational system has not changed, despite the fact that many of us believe that the system is trash. It doesn't change because people are paying money to make sure that it doesn't change. This is true. 
And if you want to know about it, look it up. There's a book you can read called Charter Schools and Their Enemies. The book is written by a man by the name of Mr. Thomas Sowell, S-O-W-E-L-L. It's called Charter Schools and Their Enemies, where he writes about a charter school is basically an alternative to public schools. And these schools have been proven empirically to perform better than public schools. Yet public schools and specifically the teachers union fight hard to make sure charter schools don't happen because they know if charter schools keep happening and the results keep being so obvious that public schools may end up going away. Thus, the power that the lobby, the teachers union has will go away. So they fight against charter schools to the detriment of the students just to make sure that they maintain their power. This is happening every day, folks. Again, those of you who don't read, you need to be reading. When you hear me mention a book on this show, read. Again, the author's name is Thomas Sowell. He's written several books. After you read that one, go look up any other book he's written and read that one too. It doesn't matter what the topic is. Read every book he's written because that guy is a, a thinker, a deep thinker. And again, he's sharing you objective truth of what's happening, not just emotion and conjecture, which is what a lot of people put out there these days. Again, read it for yourself and draw your own conclusions. Don't take my word for it. This is all based on making sure that the members of the teachers union, that stranglehold I'm talking about, this is all based on making sure that the members of the union, these are the teachers who work at your schools, can consistently get their biweekly paychecks. And listen, everybody got bills to pay. All right. So if you're a school teacher, listen to this. I'm not knocking you. This is not personally against you. And if you're taking any of this personally, all right, 10 minutes into this episode, you're probably listening to the wrong show, just to be honest with you. This is not personal against you. Listen, my mother works in the educational system. Her mother worked in the educational system. My sister works in the educational system. Some of my best friends from college work in the educational system. So this is not a personal diss to any individual teacher. But everything I'm saying here is accurate and it is true. So the teachers keep getting their biweekly paychecks. That's what the union wants. Why? Because the union understands that when the teachers keep getting paid, guess who else gets paid? The union. Because the teachers have to pay dues to the union. Uh, you see how all this works? This is a system and it's a very well-run it's a well-operating system. I don't think it's producing good results, but it is operating very well exactly as it's designed to work. Even if you think a system is producing bad results, we can also objectively look at it and say, well, it's doing what it wants to do, even though what it wants to do is not good for me or us or whoever you think is supposed to be serving. Now, that is debatable. And the teachers union may say they're doing a great job. I say they're doing a terrible job. So with that, I just explained to you why the educational system, as flawed and trashy as it is, has not been overturned, and it may be a while before it is. Now, this has been through both Democratic and Republican regimes. This has been going on for a long time, by the way. This is not some new thing. This didn't just start happening like three years ago. This has been going on. All of the people in Washington, D.C., those are where the lobbyists are. I've explained to you the concept of lobbying in the past. They all work in Washington, D.C. They live in Washington, D.C., and they speak the language of money, by the way. A lobbyist, in simple terms, is a person whose very job is to build relationships and connections with the people who make the laws in Washington, D.C. in order for those laws to favor whatever group or entity or company the lobbyists work for. So, for example, if I was a lobbyist working for the milk industry, I was working for milk, like cow's milk that's sold in grocery stores. My job is to lobby with people like at the FBA or the CDC, not the FDA or the CDC. Those are the people who make laws and rules and parameters for the kind of food that can be sold in grocery stores and what kind of labels you can put on it, like fat free and no fat and 1% and non-GMO and organic and all that stuff. My job is to use money that I have access to, to pay the people who make the laws and the labels and the rules and all that stuff in order to make laws and rules that are favorable to the companies that I work for. So the companies I work for can, can continue to make their claims and sell their stuff and push their stuff on the people of America and continue to make the money. They're willing to spend the money to pay these people off, the lawmakers off, so that 
they can continue to sell their stuff and continue to make money hand over fist. The money that they spend on the lobby is less than the money that they make on the back end selling stuff. It's kind of like advertising. Now, if I spend a thousand dollars on advertising, but I make five thousand back, that's a good deal. I'll do that over and over and over again. You understand how this works? That's a very simple idea of how lobbying works. And this is what these people do. Now, you may be saying, Dre, well, why do they do that? And why is that necessarily a bad thing? Well, okay, how many of you have come to some reckoning when it comes to the food that you eat, understand that a lot of it is complete garbage and a lot of lies being told to you? That how many of you understand that the food does not have to be completely devoid of fat, for example, to call itself fat free? How many of you know that a food does not have to be completely organic to put an organic label on it? Those are examples of what happens when lobbying happens. A food does not have to be fat free to call itself fat free on the label. It actually has to be a certain percentage of fat. And if it's that number or less, you can call it fat free, even though it is not literally fat free. You're literally being lied to. This is how lobbying works. And the reason that exists is because lobbyists pay money in order to get those rules set up that way so that they can call their food fat free. And you can think you're eating fat free fruit when you're actually not. You're putting more fat in your body is making you fatter and older and dying faster and end up in the hospital. And it's hurting your health and it's hurting the entire population. And we're the most obese nation in the world because of this kind of lobbying that's happening. And if any of you didn't know about this, good morning. You have been introduced to it. You should go look into it and learn more. This is happening. And this is how these systems continue. This is why these systems perpetuate and they keep doing the same thing. Not because there aren't people out there like me who see the garbage and have something to say about it. It's because they're spending more money than my words. Their money has more effect than my words. do. Everybody got me? Okay, let's continue. We're still on point number one. This is why our educational system is trash. And all systems that I'm referring to, they all do this lobbying thing that I just explained to you. Other countries outside of U.S., they are surpassing us in education. When it comes to school-aged children, they're passing us a standardized testing performance. They are turning out better critical thinkers than we are. Over in China, they teach their kids how to think logically and rationally while we're allowing our kids to listen to a trashy, excuse me, rap music and watch TikTok all day. Do y'all know that in China that kids are restricted from how much TikTok they can watch over the course of a day? Literally, you are restricted how much TikTok you can watch in a day. That if you could turn on TikTok in China, it's educational videos, it's teaching kids things that have the kids that grow up in China wanting to be scientists and doctors and rocket engineers, while the kids over here in America want to be YouTubers and influencers and uh, OnlyFans and rappers. That's because of what they're being taught. And it's our, our system is creating this. Our system are generating these people. And this is why we're being passed up, because those kids eventually graduate and those kids become adults. And those kids go work in the systems and the governments and the businesses that we give our money to and we depend on to actually produce something positive for us. These countries are surpassing us because of these things. We are losing and the gap is getting wider. Right now we're losing and we're starting to lose by more and more and more every day. And it starts with the youth. So is the educational system part of this process? 100% it is. Of course it is. But is it 100% responsible? No, it's not. Performance of kids in school. This is where we get to the other part. So now I just told you about the educational system strategy. Now I'm here to tell you what to do about it. Okay, listen very closely, especially those of you who are parents. The performance of children in school I'm talking K through 12 kids. You have a child who's between the ages of five and 18. The performance of your kids is more related to what is going on at home with the parent and the expectations of those parents than it has to do with what the teachers are doing in school and the expectations of the students. I mean, teachers in the school building. Let me say that sentence one more time. The performance of a child K through 12 is more related to what's going on at home and the job being done by the parent than what's going on at school and the job being done by the teacher. This is the responsibility part that I'm putting on you, listener. 
this is the specific point that I was debating with the person on X. So this whole, when I said I was talking to somebody on X, this is the point that we disagreed about. We didn't disagree about the educational system. We disagreed about what to do about it. She, this woman, there was a woman I was talking to. She's talking about holding them accountable, which means, again, nothing. She ain't doing nothing. She ain't putting up no money to outspend the lobbyists. She ain't doing shit. She's just talking shit. I said, you ain't changing that system. So what you need to do is take matters into your own hands. Do your job as a parent at home. That's what you need to do. She didn't want to hear that. Now, you tell me where that leads. I am a product of the public school system, the United States public school system, as is my sister, who's a college professor to this day. I say she is a, a shining example of what happens when you go through the system, right? And I'm pretty good. The reason why we became success stories, so to speak, of the public school system, my sister and I, is not because we got lucky in the schools that we went to. My schools were okay. We went to different schools from, well, high school, we went to different schools. We went to the same elementary school, the same middle school. My sister was a year or two ahead of me. We went through the same trashy system, however, regardless of the quality of the individual school. System was the same. The difference is, you want to tell you what the difference is with my sister and I versus many other people who come from our same neighborhood, same situations and everything? Know what the difference was? We had parents at home who had certain expectations of us, and they made sure that we turned out the right way. Not the teachers, not the schools, parents at home. When I go on other people's shows, I've been on closer to 350 or 400 podcasts these days. And when usually the shows that I go on, I'm not going on as a known entity. I'm not going on as some famous guy. I'm going on as a person most of the listeners have never heard of. And the host says, tell us who you are, where you came from, how you became who you are. And I give them the two to five minute version of my background. And usually when I go through that background, at some point early in the conversation, almost every time I'm on somebody else's show, I get asked the following question. Dre, what were your influences? What led you to being this type of person? How did you get here? How did you become the type of individual that you are? And I always answer the same way. I say, well, I talk about many things depending on the specific question, but part of my answer always sounds the same. I say the following. It's because I had two parents at home and they set the example. That always is part of the answer because it's true. It's not because of the school system I went to. It's because I had two parents at home and their influence was stronger than the influence of whatever was happening in the school, whether that be classmates, teachers, whatever. So parents, listen to this right now. I'm putting the spotlight on you. This ain't on the school. Even if you think the school ain't shit, and you might be right. That's no excuse for your child turning out to not be shit because you're there. You should have more influence than the teachers have, than the school has, than the classmates have. I'm putting this on you. So our parents, my sister and I's parents, made sure that we turned out the way that they were aiming to have us turn out, regardless of what the school did. So if you're a parent of a child who is school age, this is your mandate and this is your responsibility. It is not on the school. Schools do not raise children. Parents raise children. Have you ever wondered why so many people have big goals and big dreams for themselves and they work hard every single day, yet they never reach their goals? You ever wondered about that? I have. And I found out the reason why this happens is because most people never ask themselves a key third question, which is, who do I need to be while I'm doing what I'm doing so that I can have what I want to have? You see, if you never fix your mindset and the way that you're thinking about a situation and the way you think about yourself and the way you see yourself in the mirror, then it doesn't matter what you do and it doesn't matter what you want. You will never get there because you simply have an inaccurate formula. I wrote the book called The Mirror of Motivation, which addresses this first question. Who do I need to be? And when you answer that question, then when you do what you need to do, it will produce the outcomes that you have and what you want to have. If that sounds like it might be the missing link in your process, and let me let you know, it is the missing link in your process. Go to mirrorofmotivation.com. All you do is cover the shipping, and I'm going to give you a free copy of that book physically mailed to your doorstep. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. So you can be who you need to be, then do what you need to do, and then you're going to have what you want to have in your life. Mirrorofmotivation.com. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, we are talking about systems that suck and what to do about them. Number two, the justice system. 
justice system in America is garbage as well. And some of you may have personal experiences with the justice system and what you think about it. I told you some truths about the justice system in episode number 2395. If you have not listened to it, go listen to it. The system in America is trash. It is flawed in one specific way. Let me tell you what it is. Justice in America, any of you who've been through the justice system or dealt with anyone who was in the justice system or any of you ever worked in it, all of you know the following truth that I'm about to say. If you don't know, you should know because you should keep this in mind anytime you consider doing anything that may land you in the justice systems, in the bowels of the justice system. Justice in America is not based on right or wrong, innocent or guilty, legal or illegal. That is not what the justice system is based on. Justice in America is based on whether or not you can afford to pay for justice. That's what it's based on. In other words, if you get accused of a crime and you are broke and you have no money, you're probably going to go to jail. Best case scenario, you will be free, but then you'll have a criminal record. You have something on your record that you cannot get off. That criminal record can prevent you from leasing an apartment, getting a good job, or doing many other things that allow you to participate in society like voting, buying a registered legal firearm. There's a lot of things you may be blocked from doing because of that criminal record, even though you weren't, may not have even been guilty of the crime you were accused of, but simply because you were broke, you had no choice but to accept a plea deal which says you're pleading that you did do the crime, even though you didn't, just for a reduced sentence or no sentence whatsoever. This is what happens in America every single day to people who have no money. The American justice system is based on finance. All right, this is one of the trade-offs of capitalism, is that damn near everything is based on money. So you heard everything I said about the educational system is based on what? The lobbyists paying money to control how the laws get made and the rules get made. The justice system is based on money. A person with money can commit what is essentially factually a crime and never do any jail time, maybe never even get convicted. Why? Because they can afford to defend themselves and keep the law out of their ass, basically, is what can happen. And the person who is broke can do something that ain't even that bad of a crime and end up having their whole life destroyed, whole life ruined, simply because they couldn't afford to defend themselves. This happens all the time. Some of you listening to this may have either been a victim of this or you know somebody who has. This is how it is. This is the system. If you're a person who's accused of a crime and you have the finances to get yourself a lawyer, a lawyer can get your case thrown out. They can help you win a trial if necessary. They can keep your record completely clean as if nothing has ever happened. And you could have factually been guilty of a crime. All right. Somebody here can insert the O.J. Simpson joke right there. All right. You got money. You can pretty much do anything you want in America. And for the most part, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times you can get away with it. And you may be more guilty than the broke person who couldn't afford to defend themselves, but they were innocent. There is a story, a young man named Khalif Browder. If you have not heard about this story, I suggest you go on Netflix. For those of you who like to watch TV, I'm not even going to tell you to read a book now. I'm going to tell you to go on Netflix and look up this kid's name. His name is Khalif Browder, B-R-O-W-E-R. Go look up this documentary on Netflix. I believe it's six parts, might be eight parts. I watched it maybe three or four years ago. And this young man, long story short, I want you to watch the, the documentary so you can really understand the gravity of what happens here. It's a visceral example of what I just told you. This young man was accused of a robbery, which he was adamant he did, had not committed. Some person had been robbed, but and he fingered Khalif Browder as the person who robbed him. Khalif Browder said he was not the person who robbed him. Khalif gets picked up by the police. OK, so let's just say somebody picks you up front by the police. So some person in the back of a cop car says, hey, that's the guy who robbed me. And they point at you. You get arrested. You're like, I didn't do it. And they say, well, look, you got the right to remain silent. No, you get to appear in front of a judge. You get in front of the judge. The judge says, no, what's the deal? You say I didn't do it. And she says, OK, well, you usually if you have no priors, you can get released until your trial. So you're free to walk the streets until your court date. And then you go to court and you fight the case, whatever, whatever. 
Khalif Browder had a prior on his record from something else that he had done. I don't remember exactly what the prior was. Don't remember if they even mentioned. Because of the prior, the judge decided that he was denied bond. Actually, this is what happened. He could have bonded out the first night. He could have immediately paid cash bail or bond, whatever bail bond. I don't know which one different. I don't know if which one it was in that case, but he could have paid in cash and got himself out of jail. It was like a thousand dollars. Pay a thousand dollars. You can bail out and then you can just come back for your court date. And any of you knows anything about the court system, you know that if you have a court date, it might not be till like six months after the thing that had actually happened, right? Might be six months later. He had to pay a thousand dollars bail to get out of jail. This is in New York City. He did not have a thousand dollars. He was like 16 years old. He's a kid. He didn't have a thousand dollars. His mother did not have a thousand dollars. He had three or four brothers and sisters who were grown adults. None of them had a thousand dollars. All of them put together did not have a thousand dollars. They could not bail this boy out of jail. So he had to stay in jail over the weekend. And by the time his family did gather up the money, it took them about a week or so. By the time they gathered up the money, his thumbprints had come back from the system. And the thumbprints in the system said, do not allow this guy to bail out because, you know, he has priors and we shouldn't let him bail out. So by the time they got the money, he wasn't allowed to bail out. And he had to stay in jail until his court date. Now, his court date was months later. So he had to stay in jail. He's in Rikers Island, most notorious prison in America, damn near, at least on the East Coast. He stays in Rikers Island and his court date keeps getting pushed back because, you know, there are so many cases on the docket that sometimes dates just get pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. He stays in Rikers Island for, I believe it was two or three years. And he hadn't even been convicted of a crime. Do you understand? 16 years old. Any of you have a kid around that age, imagine them being in jail two or three years. They haven't even been convicted of a crime and they have to stay in jail simply because you didn't have a thousand dollars to bail him out. This is what happened to him. This is a real story. He finally gets his court date, right? The guy who had fingered him as the person who robbed me, he has to show up to court because he's the witness. All right, this, the whole thing is based on this eyeball witnesses that this guy robbed me. The guy was actually an immigrant from Mexico. So when it's time for the court date, the immigrant who said he got robbed, he's in Mexico. They're trying, the DA, the prosecutor is trying to fly this guy from Mexico back to New York to stay in trial and finger point this guy as the guy. And the reason DA wants to do this because it gets them another stat on their resume, which allows them to move up. Because again, there's a whole system. The guy in Mexico refuses to fly back to New York. He won't fly back to New York. Like, what the hell? I'm going to fly to New York just to help you out. What do I get out of this? Nothing. So he doesn't come back to New York. He doesn't come back. So it's time for the trial. There's no witness. The person who said you robbed me is not there. There are no other witnesses. So guess what? Khalif Browder, you're free to go. Three years in Rikers Island. No conviction. No trial. He was just in jail for three years. Nothing on his record for it. Zero. Three years. He was 16, 18, probably 19 years old by the time he gets out of jail. Now, while he was in jail, he had been in no solitary confinement. He had gotten in fights. He had gotten no jumped by a couple guys. All these things happened. They fucked him up. And he's 16 years old in jail. He gets home and he's all torn up mentally because of the experience that he went through on Rikers Island. He killed himself. He committed suicide after he got out of jail because, and this all stemmed from the fact that he got finger pointed for a crime that he claims he did not commit, didn't have a thousand dollars to bail himself out, and then ended up in jail for three years, all because he didn't have the money. That's the only reason this happened, because he didn't have money. If he had $1,000, he would have been out free living his life. And when it came time for the trial, the guy didn't come. He would have went to court for one day, even with a public defender, and he would have been out of there in an hour because the guy didn't show up. And it would have been over. The whole case would have been over. Instead, he was in jail three years. This is what happened. Again, watch that documentary. It's on Netflix. His name is Khalif Browder. He killed himself. He didn't get killed. He killed himself because of what he went through in that experience, all based on being broke. That's why it happened, because he was broke. If you live in the United States, 
and you are premeditating committing a crime, make sure you can afford to defend yourself if and when you get caught or accused. If you don't have money, this is my word of advice to you. If you don't have money, don't do crime. And don't hang with anybody who's doing crime because you could be implicated in by somebody else's behavior. What's Khalif Browder? Maybe that was it. Maybe one of his friends was robbing people. Maybe he was hanging with people who was robbing people. Whatever the situation, he was either adjacent to crime. He had committed some crime in the past. Don't do crime. You're broke, period, because you will end up in jail and you can't afford to do anything about it. You can't afford to buy your freedom. And oh, by the way, people, freedom ain't free. It's one of the most expensive things you can get. This is how the system works. So what's the fix? The fix is don't do anything that would draw the intention of investigators, detectives, or police. Let me say that again. Here's the fix to the screwed up justice system in America. Do not do anything that would draw the attention of an investigator, a detective, or a police officer. And don't hang with anyone who is partaking in any activity that does those things. It's really that simple. You got friends who are committing crime? All right. Can you afford to bail yourself out of jail? Can your family afford it? If you're not sure, ask your mom and your dad. Can you afford to bail me out of jail if I happen to get arrested because I'm hanging with these guys who are doing crime? Your parents will probably say, boy or girl, no, don't hang with those people anymore. And that's the same thing I'll tell you. Don't hang with anybody who's doing anything that might get the attention of a police officer or an investigator or a detective because you may end up implicated just by association. Everybody knows the law of association, right? You become the average of the people you spend the most time with. So if you're hanging with people who are doing the wrong thing, you may be implicated just because you're standing next to them. Episode 1880, I explained this to you. So it's not bad luck. You end up implicated. You're hanging with people who are doing the wrong thing. You ain't stupid. Don't do it. And I'm talking to adults as well as I'm talking to the youth here today. There are many black people who will hear points on what I'm saying here today, specifically black people, because I talk to enough of them to, that I know the kind of responses I get from some, not all. But black people will bristle at these points that I'm making because many of you have been taught, not from personal experience, but what you've heard, that the police are targeting you for searching you, taking stuff from you, arresting you or killing you. Right. You've been taught this, and you see enough of it on the news or the cops are just targeting black people or just shooting unarmed black men in the street. And you hear rappers saying this dumb shit or this is complete nonsense. No, they're not. They're not targeting you. I've been black my entire life. I'm outside every fucking day. Every day. I'm outside. Wherever I live, I'm outside every day. You follow my Instagram story on social media, you know how often I'm outside and I'm conspicuous. I'm easy to find multiple times per day. Now, granted, these days I live in a nice neighborhood. I have not always lived in a nice neighborhood. I have had in my life all of my life, even when I was in the hood, where I'm from, very few engagements with police, very few in my life. And the few that I have had, none of them ever turned violent or even came close to turning violent. You know why? Because I understand how to conduct myself in the presence of a police officer. Simple as that. I know what to do when I'm around a police officer. I told you about this in episode 1820, police reform in three simple steps. And it's not what you think it is. Listen to that episode. Episode 1606, how to deal with police when you're black. Now, so any of you not sure what to do when you see a police officer, you're black and you're afraid and somebody got you thinking the police is just walking around looking for a black person to kill. Listen to episode 1606 and wake up. I understand how to conduct myself when I'm around a police officer. The first thing you need to understand is a cop has situational power when they approach you. You're out in public and a police officer approaches you. They have all the situational power at the exact moment they decide to engage with you, whether you think they are wrong or right. They have all the power. It's not about your opinion anymore. When you are engaging with a police officer, they have all the power, 100%. Just do what they say, comply with them, and the situation will pretty much be over. If you're just polite and nice and calm and compliant with another person, usually they leave you alone. That's pretty much how life works. Do something stupid and stupid things might happen to you. That's also how life works. Do you know what the number one key is for you to advance and get to a higher level from where you are right now? 
It is not for you to work harder, wake up earlier or go to sleep later. No, it is for you to get the right insight. In other words, to ask yourself the right questions. These questions are usually questions that you don't have the answer to. But dealing with those questions opens the door for you getting to that next level that you want to reach. How do you get help with this? By getting coaching, by getting around other people who can see things that you don't see, who have perceptions and insights that you don't have. This is why coaching is as valuable as it is. And this is why higher level performers always invest in coaching. The best way you can do that from here is to go to work on your game university.com. That is the only place I offer coaching, the only place I work with anyone directly. If you just go to work on your game university.com, you can see all your options for getting involved with us and engaging and having someone coaching you so that you can take yourself to that next level again through insight, not just through effort. Again, it's work on your game university.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is systems that suck and what to do about them. Number three, the financial system. Now, the financial system is a little bit different than the other two that we talked about here in that there are many people taking advantage of in ways that you may not even have access to and you may not even be able to simply because of who you are, where you're from, where you work and or who you know or don't know. For example, there are people in government positions who have a legal immunity from insider trading laws. In other words, there are people in Congress who can earn 100000 a year in salary, but their net worth goes up by the millions in 10 years while they're working in Washington, D.C. Now, how is that possible? Is it because they're genius traders because they have a side hustle? No, it's because they have access to insider information that they can act on and they cannot be tried for insider trading violation, violation of insider trading laws. In other words, they can do things with stocks that if you or I did it, we would go to jail. But if they do it, they're allowed to do it. And this is how somebody could be working in the Senate and they're worth $15 million, even though their salary is like $150,000 a year. And they don't do anything other than collect their salary. How is that possible? Because they have insider trading access and they cannot go to jail for it. But if you did the same thing they did, you'd be in jail. And this is a fact. Look it up. Now, I'm not telling you to go get a job in Washington, D.C., but if you did, you probably could take advantage of what I just explained. What I am telling you, though, is that you probably shouldn't follow all the traditional things you have learned and been taught about money because it will leave you in the same position as most people who do traditional things that they have learned and been taught about money. Most people don't have tens and 15 millions of dollars in net worth because most people have no idea what they're doing or talking about when it comes to money. Now, while finance is not my area of expertise, logical thinking is my area of expertise. So what I would suggest you do is examine all of your pre-held beliefs about finance and money. Go find someone who is talking about finance on a consistent basis and figure out which beliefs you have that you probably need to get rid of. This will probably not be hard to find if you simply go look for it, because the place that I was first introduced to this concept was at a hotel meeting at a network marketing event when I was 21 years of age. And these days, you can find a lot of the same ideas that I got exposed to back then. You can find them on YouTube or on somebody's podcast, somebody who focuses on finance or something like that. What I do suggest, though, most important, what you do here about the financial system is figure out what false beliefs you have been carrying around with you that are not serving you and which ones you need to delete and replace with something better. That's the number one key that I would suggest you do. Moving on to point number four. Today's topic, once again, is systems that suck and what to do about them. Number four, here's the key point of everything we're sharing here today. You are responsible for where you end up. I do not contest the point that some systems are fucked up and trashy and not doing their job as they were originally designed to do. I 100% agree with that point. At the same time, these systems are systems and systems, big systems like these that I'm describing, they are slow to change. So some of these systems are trashy, fucked up. They're not doing their job as they were designed to do. I agree with you 100%. At the same time, they are systems. And some things in life are not going to change 
to your liking within your lifetime, which means you need to wake up and understand the situation, make your adjustments based on what you see in front of you, not based on dreams, hopes, and wishes of everything being different. Again, make adjustments based on what you see in front of you, not based on your dreams, hopes, and wishes of what will change in the future. We call this accurate thinking. Remember what I've told you many times about most people not changing. Most things and systems that we have in life are run by what? People. Systems are run by human beings. They are maintained by human beings. They are protected by human beings. And what I also tell you about humans, humans don't change. So since systems are run, protected, and operated by humans and humans don't change, guess what else doesn't change? Systems. They don't change. The more people you have involved in a system, the longer and harder the change will be if it ever occurs. So the point of this episode is for you to wake up, stop complaining about things being as they are, and start making adjustments to things as they are. This is also known as accurate thinking. You know what accurate thinking is? It's one of Napoleon Hill's 17 principles of personal achievement, which he laid out in his book called Think and Grow Rich. If you're not familiar with the 17 principles, I suggest you, first of all, go read the book again. But I told you about accurate formulas in episode number 2154. I told you about being right versus being accurate in episode number 2167. And when it came to Napoleon Hill's 17 principles, I laid that out in episode 183 and 184. You need to get clear on what those principles are. Accurate thinking is one of the most important ones. It's about you seeing things as they are, not as you wish them to be, which will help you make much better decisions. That's what smart people do. All that said, let's recap today's class. Which is systems that suck and what to do about them. Point number one, the educational system. We know it's trash, even though there are great people who have been produced as a result of a trashy system. And the reason why? Because the parents. Those of you who are parents, are, you are more responsible for how your kids turn out than the schools are, even if you think the schools suck. And the only way you can really hold a school accountable is if you're going to go lobby and get the system changed. But other than that, they'll swipe somebody out, swap a new person in. Number two, the justice system. The justice system is based on money. It is based on if you can afford to pay for your freedom. If you cannot afford to pay for your freedom, don't lose your freedom. In other words, don't do anything that would attract the attention of police or detectives or investigators. And don't hang with anybody who is doing anything like that because you will end up implicated. And then you can't afford to get out and you may end up you know, sitting in jail for something that you didn't even do. Number three, financial system. It's a little bit different because there are some things that we don't even have access to based on who you are. What I would suggest you do is break your false beliefs. The most important thing you can do about the financial system is break your false beliefs about money and revenue earning and how it works. Because a lot of us get taught a lot of nonsense by people who don't know anything. Usually those are uh, the adults around us, the teachers, parents, etc. growing up. As soon as you can break those false beliefs, now you'll create a vacuum in your mind in which you can insert some better information, but you got to break the false beliefs first. And then you can go online and probably, for the most part, virtually for free, find a whole bunch of new material that you can replace your old thoughts with. And number four, the key point for all of this is that you are responsible for where you end up. I don't care how trash the system is. And even though I agree the system is trash, I am not a victim of the system. I can work with a system as it is, but I'm going to figure out how to be successful anyway. That's what we call self-accountability. That's what we call having a high level of agency, being a high agency individual. I talked about this in episode number 2053, taking ownership of your situation, being a high agency person, meaning you have ownership and accountability for what happens in your life, regardless of what the system is doing. And if you're that type of person, then you need to be working with me over in Working On Your Game University. And if you're not the type of person, then you doubly need to be working with me over in Working On Your Game University. And you get there by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Also, make sure you text me so you're in my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game. Dre, all day.
while you are here don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions you can share challenges with me you are messaging me directly you can get a direct response from me because i do read and reply to my messages my number again 305-384-6894 one more time 305-384-6894 make sure you text me because you never know when i'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear the one thing you need to do the one insight you need to get that could change your life make sure you message me 305-384-6894 question are you looking for a health and wellness upgrade that's as easy as sipping your morning coffee or if you're like me you don't even drink coffee meet ag1 the superhero of all-in-one supplements with just one scoop a day you'll experience a powerhouse blend of 75 essential nutrients vitamins and minerals that will have you feeling like you can leap tall buildings in a single bound you can feel like it though you don't even have to try it ag1 is your personal health sidekick packed with prebiotics probiotics and digestive enzymes to support optimal gut health now what exactly does all that mean that means you can say goodbye to those pesky nutrient gaps that you have in your system right now and you probably don't even know it and say hello to a vitality boost that will make you feel like you have superhuman strength and this is all natural clean stuff but wait there's more when you take the leap and join the ag1 revolution right now you'll unlock an incredible offer you will enjoy a free one-year supply of vitamin d which is a vital nutrient for a strong immune system and strong bones with your first order plus you're going to receive five free ag1 travel packs which are perfect for staying on top of your health routine wherever life takes you so if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine you're tired of having to pack eight pills and nine different supplements every time you go somewhere or every time you wake up in the morning you got to take all these different pills you don't even know what they are you can't remember what's what you don't even know what the ingredients are on these things say goodbye to all of that and try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first order go to drinkag1.com work on your game that's drinkag1.com work on your game check it out and start your journey to a healthier happier you your body will thank you for joining the ag1 super squad you know what is the biggest thing that separates the high level performers from everyone else out there it is not talent it is not hard work it is not resources it is not knowledge it is not skill it is the fact that they have a process and a strategy for how to show up and give their best effort even on the days when they don't feel like being at work has any of you ever had one of those days? Is any of you having one of those days right now? That day is called the third day. We put a label on it and we describe exactly what it is in my new book called The Third Day, The Decision That Separates the Pros from the Amateurs. In this book, I will not only describe to you what the third day is, but I will help you create a formula for yourself for you to show up and give your best effort, even on those days when you don't even feel like going to work. In that book, you're going to become a professional and no longer be an amateur. I'll give you a free copy of it. As a matter of fact, all you have to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Again, thirddaybook.com.